It's a pancreatic cancer clinical trial incorporating a diet custom-tailored to patients. To try to starve the cancer cells, but spare the normal cells in the body. So in other words, the trial aims to make the diet different so that they can reprogram the tumor metabolism, slowing the cancer growth. Hoping that a targeted diet can improve how the cancer responds with standard treatments of pancreas cancer without adding additional toxicities. And in the process, developing the fourth pillar of cancer care, thinking about how nutrition can starve your tumors of the nutrients it needs to grow. Discover a clinical trial utilizing precision nutrition inside this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. Welcome to CTSI Discovery Radio. I'm your host, Brian Belmer. CTSI Discovery Radio is brought to you by the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin. The CTSI is a consortium of researchers, doctors, scientists, and others representing eight institutions, including the Medical College of Wisconsin. Milwaukee School of Engineering, Marquette University, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Children's Wisconsin, Freighter Hospital, Versity, Blood Center of Wisconsin, and the Zablocki VA Medical Center. The CTSI works collaboratively across all of our member institutions. Our mission is advancing health through research and discovery. Greek philosopher and physician Hippocrates once said, Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. And author Mark Twain famously stated, The secret of success in life is to eat what you like and let the food fight it out inside. Turns out, both may have been onto something. A national clinical trial is underway to explore whether custom-tailoring a person's diet along with proven traditional treatments, can, in fact, be a key component in battling pancreatic and other forms of cancer. Dr. Mandana Kamgar is an assistant professor, Department of Medicine, Division of Hematology and Oncology, at the Medical College of Wisconsin, and a medical oncologist at Freighter Hospital, where her clinical practice and research focus mainly on pancreatic cancer. Dr. Kamgar is also principal investigator of a clinical trial titled Medical Food for the Dietary Management of Metastatic Pancreatic Cancer. She explains that our body uses food as fuel, but so does cancer. So, the aim of this clinical trial is to change the diet in a very precise manner to try to starve the cancer cells but spare the normal cells in the body. So, in other words, the trial aims to make the diet different so that they can reprogram the tumor metabolism, slowing the cancer growth, hoping that this will improve how the cancer responds to standard treatments of pancreas cancer without adding additional toxicities. And while this clinical trial targets pancreatic cancer, it focuses on one specific subtype. This specific 
trial is focusing on the most common subtype of pancreatic cancer, which is pancreatic adenocarcinoma. Furthermore, patients in the trial have pancreatic adenocarcinoma that is metastatic, which means that the tumor has learned to spread out of the originating tissue and go to other spaces. In this case, metastatic pancreatic cancer means that the tumor originated in the pancreas, but now through the bloodstream, it has spread out to other organs such as lungs, such as liver. This has become stage four or metastatic cancer. Quite serious indeed. Still, ahead of this clinical trial, there have been typical treatments for this type of pancreatic cancer. In majority of the cases of metastatic pancreatic cancer, the treatments are chemotherapy. These are chemicals designed to slow the growth and further spread of cancer cells. In the case of pancreatic cancer, mostly given inside the vein, they travel throughout the body, try to find the cancer, and then try to slow down the tumor. With current available treatments for different cancer types, including chemotherapy, surgery, and radiotherapy, why is diet now being looked at as possibly effective in treating some cancers? Dr. Kamgar says there's a couple of ways to look at this. One of them is what we have as standard. So chemotherapy is designed to prevent cells from giving birth to new cells. So it's very good because it can be potentially effective. But at the same time, our normal body does the same to maintain its integrity. That's why the chemotherapies have side effects, hair loss or nausea or diarrhea or such happens because of that. Meaning it is designed to be more effective on cancer and less toxic on tissue, but it still is toxic because it's not really focused on cancer only. Compared to this clinical trial, in which participants combine traditional chemotherapy with a specifically designed diet. This approach of diet and metabolism is trying to really change things in a way that it affects the cancer, but not the body. Be more specific on making cancer weak, making the body stronger to some extent. How could changing the diet of a patient have positive impact on fighting their cancer? Dr. Kamgar says it's really about changing metabolism. Metabolism is the way the organism uses the food to generate energy and keep living. It's been known that there are differences in metabolism of tumor and our normal body, but it's not been really well studied about how can we change that to take advantage of that. Cancer cells are growing all the time. They have very high metabolism. And the way they use the diet is somewhat different than our normal body. It gives the upper hand to the tumor cells, and they can do more than the normal cells. And so, by better understanding how cancer cells metabolize food differently than normal or healthy cells, we can actually try to take advantage of it, try to come up with mechanisms with changes in the diet, specifically affecting the cancer cells, meaning that specifically starving the cancer cells, while they don't affect the body and they don't weaken the body. And then when combined with the standard current treatments, this can potentially mean better responses in the tumor while not causing any further toxicity for the body. But what is the specific nutritional element in food being focused on as having a negative impact on pancreatic cancer? The tumor and body use different components of diet for their metabolism. In this specific study, the difference that they're trying to take advantage of is how it uses specifically proteins. Specific proteins found in a variety of food sources, including the animal foods such as meat, fish, eggs, dairy, they can be plant-based, some fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts. 
proteins are building blocks that promote growth, and they contain amino acids. There are 20 different types of amino acids. Some of them are able to be made by our body cells. Some of them, however, need to be in the diet to gain these amino acids. It's a bit different which one of them cancer can make and which cancer needs the diet for as opposed to our normal body. Dr. Kamgar says for this clinical trial, there are three specific amino acids being looked at because... They know that the cancer cells depend on the diet, but our normal body does not. And the way they're trying to basically starve the cells is to get these three amino acids out of the diet so that they can make them grow slower. Is the idea for trial participants to eat a diet void of these specific amino acids? Correct. Part of this study is that mostly the food is provided to them. This is very low on proteins and specific amino acids, and the way the protein is given is through some packets that have powder and that can be mixed with water or other liquid. That is what provides the amino acids except the three amino acids so that they can adequately remove those amino acids from the body. Who specifically is being enrolled into this clinical trial? And what are key inclusion criteria for participation? This clinical trial is currently active. It's currently enrolling. Eligible patients for it are above the age of 18 that have metastatic pancreatic cancer. And the chemotherapy that they will be receiving would be their first ever treatment for the purpose of treating a metastatic disease. So people who are newly diagnosed with their advanced disease and are trying to start this specific chemotherapy that is planned to be mixed with the diet into the study. Conversely, there are some key exclusion criteria that would prevent someone from participation. One of the main ones is if somebody is insulin-dependent and have insulin-dependent diabetes, they wouldn't be able to participate in this. If they have a specific allergies or hypersensitivity to any component of this trial, such as the chemotherapy regimen, or if they are unable for religious or for dietary restriction to have pork-derived products, then they exclude them for this study. And, Dr. Kamgar says, there are a couple of common reasons why patients might exclude themselves from participation. We have had some of our patients say, even if for one day you want to remove meat from my diet, I really don't want to do that. So I don't think this study is good if somebody is really specific about keeping their diet as is and not changing it. The other thing is about the distance, because the chemo is given as a standard, and they really have to go to that specific clinical trial center to get their chemo and certain lab work done. So their distance from that center also is a factor. To be clear, all participants in the trial remain on the same chemotherapy regimen. That chemotherapy is one of the standard FDA-approved chemotherapy regimens for metastatic pancreatic cancer. This will be under the direction of the oncologist located at the centers that they have the clinical trial open. Then, she explains, on certain days, participants eat specially prepared foods shipped directly to them. On the days that our patients are on the specific diet, the food is made under the direction of a dietitian. This mostly is low on proteins and specific amino acids, and the way the protein is given is through some powder, and that can be mixed with water or other liquids. That is what provides the amino acids except the three that they have removed out of this powder. While on other days... At least 
two consecutive days per week, they will just eat normal food with their family and not the study food. And participants can continue on this diet and in the clinical trial. As long as the tumor has not grown or we showed up by scans that the tumor has not progressed on it, they can continue to remain on the diet. But as in any clinical trial, it's important to note that at any time, any participant can opt out of the study for whatever reason. So like any other clinical trial, enrollment is optional, but also the option is given to patients to any time get out and would not interfere with their standard of care treatment, meaning that their chemotherapy under the care of oncologists will continue. As for who is developing the special food being utilized in this clinical trial, this company aimed to try to fight the cancer. This is not the only trial that they are running, but all of their diets are designed to deprive tumors from certain nutrients that they would need to grow and provide optimal nutritional support for the healthy tissue. And then sometimes diet can be changed if they are having issues with tolerance, or sometimes it can be personalized if they prefer some components of the food more than the others. We'll learn more about Faith Therapeutics coming up next. But first, where else is this clinical trial being conducted? It is currently active and enrolling in at least eight other centers throughout the United States. If you want to learn more about the Medical Food for the Dietary Management of Metastatic Pancreatic Cancer clinical trial, there are very good resources on our website that they can go and get more information about it at our center. Second is a website that all of the clinical trials are listed on. That's called clinicaltrials.gov. We'll be sure to post links on our CTSI website along with the podcast of this show. Dr. Kamgar says it's early, but... This is an approach of changing the diet that is so far backed by science, not in humans specifically, but in other models that show that the diet is active against pancreatic cancer. This is just the beginning. There's much more to come, but we would really depend on our patients to participate in trials such as this so that we reach the goal of having more effective treatment for pancreatic cancer. And perhaps one day, a cure. There's a lot of advancement in pancreatic cancer, a lot of very innovative trials that are ongoing. Clinical trials are the way to really advance our ability to treat and hopefully curing this devastating cancer. Let's learn more about the company that's collaborating with medical institutions to provide meals and specialized nutrition as part of the Medical Food for the Dietary Management of Metastatic Pancreatic Cancer clinical trial we just learned about. Anand Parikh is CEO and founder of Faith Therapeutics. The company he started and first shares is developing the fourth pillar of cancer care. Thinking about how nutrition can starve your tumors of the nutrients it needs to grow. And he tells us when and why he helped launch Faith Therapeutics. Faith was founded about two years ago and founded by some of the world's greatest cancer scientists, each of whom had come across independently the idea that nutrition was an untapped pillar in the fight against cancer. In fact, until Faith Therapeutics... Nobody had really been doing much work into how what cancer patients eat could be feeding their tumor. 
and how instead if we changed the makeup of that food in very specific ways, you might be able to fight the tumor, to starve the tumor of the nutrients they need to grow. Anand says his company can best be summed up as three teams, three discoveries, and a paradigm shift. What are the three teams and the discoveries they've made? The first team is comprised of Lou Cantley, who's a world-class cancer biologist, together with Sid Mukherjee, who's a Pulitzer Prize winner and a professor at Columbia. And Lou and Sid were doing a lot of work together on the PI3 kinase pathway that is amongst the most frequently mutated pathways in all of cancer. The discovery this team made was why drugs to fight cancer along this pathway were not as effective as expected. Searching for that answer, the main reason was because the food that we were eating was counteracting the work that the drug was doing. And if we could change the food that we were eating such that it put the drug into a better metabolic environment for it to succeed, it made the drug 500% more effective. The second team, comprising Faith Therapeutics, is led by Karen Valsden, who's the chief scientist of Cancer Research UK, and Oliver Maddox, who's a professor at the University of Glasgow. Their research focused on whether amino acid restriction in the diet could be a viable therapeutic strategy. Thinking about how the 20 amino acids that make up any protein could be reconfigured to potentially starve tumors of certain nutrients that were crucial for those tumors. And the third team, comprised of... Greg Hannon, leader of the Cambridge Research Institution, Simon Knott, who's at Cedars-Sinai in L.A., and Scott Lowe, who's out of Memorial Sloan Kettering. Their research, focusing primarily on one amino acid and its impact on genes causing the spread of breast cancer. Tumors do two things really well. They like to grow and they like to spread. We don't want them to do either. And Greg and Scott and Simon were looking at how can you stop breast cancer tumors from spreading. They realized that genes encoding for asparagine, one of the 20 amino acids, were pivotal in the metastasis of that tumor. Three independent research teams making three discoveries coming together as one. And that paradigm shift? If you walk into any cancer center in the world and you ask, what can I eat to potentially help me in my fight against cancer? Doctors just don't have a good answer for you. But it's not their fault. The research hasn't been done. Until now. Until Faith Therapeutics. How could what we eat starve tumors? You know, tumors are very specific beings, reliant on particular nutrients. What we're thinking about is how can we take away the nutrients that the tumors need to grow, thereby harming the tumor. This is where the science of cancer meets the power of metabolism. The idea that one's metabolism can indeed beat cancer. Cancer has been focused on find the mutation that's causing your cancer, develop drugs to stop that mutation, and that will be the end of it. Unfortunately, tumors are clever. They change. So what we are trying to do is change the fuel source to give it the least chance of not responding to therapy. And although it's early, there's evidence to support that it's working. Metabolism is one part of this equation, together with genetics. 
The evidence thus far is pretty strong. As I mentioned, each one of the groups showed incredibly powerful preclinical evidence. This approach might make sense. And now we have validation in humans suggesting that this may also be the case. Now, it's still early on, but the signs are positive. We've talked on many of our shows about precision medicine, treatment based on needs of individual patients. Is Faith Therapeutics developing precision nutrition? I think that's a great way of putting it. We are looking at precision nutrition that can starve the tumor of the nutrients it needs to grow based on that tumor's genetic signatures and how the tumor's individual genetics influence its metabolism. Because ultimately, metabolism will allow a tumor to do what it wants, grow and spread. So we look at how that specific outlook of the tumor influences its metabolic fingerprint. And then we develop precision nutritional interventions to take advantage of that. Why has nutrition been mostly overlooked in fighting cancer to this point? Doctors haven't had the evidence in their hands that they wanted. They've had no studies done, like drug studies done prospectively in randomized controlled trials. That's the type of clinical rigor that Fife is bringing to the field. However, Anand does recognize it hasn't been completely overlooked in the past. Walter Warburg, who won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in the 1930s, suggested, well, all you've got to do is cut out sugar and your tumor's going to starve. Well, Warburg was wrong. It's not that simple. But what Otto Warburg couldn't have known back in the 1930s was that tumors aren't homogeneous, they're very heterogeneous, and that heterogeneity is largely due to their genetics. So as long as the diet matches the genetics, it should work. That's the level of detail that we at FISA are getting into. That's why we can now start to have this fourth pillar of cancer can not be so overlooked because we are doing it to this detail and prospectively in randomized controlled trials, which is the language that oncologists speak. Vitally important, because Faith Therapeutics Precision Nutrition is intended to work collaboratively with other available cancer treatments. Of course. We want to give patients the best chance possible, and so we always want to pair our diets with the right drugs, the right surgery, the right radiotherapy always looking to do it together, complementary to, instead of replacing any of those traditional pillars of cancer care. Dr. Mandana Kamgar agrees. This trial is designed to try to show more robustly that all of these diets have been tested in lab with animal models, but the intention of a clinical trial to bring it to the humans and show that it also works in them and it's also safe and tolerated. But at the same time, because there is a question that we are trying to answer in this trial, the question is, would it make the chemotherapy work better? That is a question that we are trying to answer. So we really have to make sure that what is already standard of care and approved would be provided to the patients because that part is answered. We have to make sure everybody gets the standard. We are trying to add on to the benefits of chemo against the cancer, but don't take away any already approved and effective treatments for our patients. How does Faith Therapeutics collaborate with various research institutions in battling cancer? Typically, we collaborate very closely with our clinical trial partners. They will help find patients that might be good fit for the trials, They'll make sure that those patients are getting the best possible care. 
whilst also adhering to the protocol, which in many cases these institutions help develop with us. Then, once patients are enrolled in the clinical trial at the various participating institutions... We will provide to the institutions and to the patients all the food needed to the patient's door, shipped twice weekly. All a patient has to do is pick it up and reheat it. Patients are also provided a software app, which... Allows the patient to communicate with our five dietitians. And these dietitians and coaches will help the patients through their journey on our clinical trial. And so it's a very close collaborative relationship. All people on the flight team are communicating on a regular, almost daily basis with the research institution where you're receiving your care to make sure that patients get the absolutely best treatment possible. Dr. Kamgar says the app is an important tool for the patients in the trial because... They can connect. And then this way, they will be followed. Sometimes diet can be changed if they are having issues with their tolerance, or sometimes it can be personalized if they prefer some components of the food more than the others. The key, Anand says, is making participation easy, yet effective. After all, if I asked you to eat a diet depleted of serine, glycine, and proline, you wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know where to start. Instead, you make it very, very simple, on purpose. You're going through something very difficult, so we want to make it easy as possible to participate in this clinical trial. But how can precision nutrition be made scalable in order to be successful? It can only happen thanks to a machine learning platform that we at Fife have developed called Metaboss. Metaboss is taking massive variations in both tumor genetics organs of origin, i.e. a breast tumor behaves differently than a colorectal tumor, and then crunching that data, layering on top what the proposed drug intervention is, and then figuring out what the right nutrient intervention for that patient is. And then we select groups of patients that we think will benefit based on what the machine learning system has told us. We validate that in animal models before, of course, we give it to humans, and that's where we are today. Why is right now the right time for faith therapeutics and precision nutrition? Anand says it comes down to... Genomic sequencing. Each cancer has its own genetic signature that makes it different from even another cancer in the same organ. And now with protein expression coming through, RNA sequencing coming through, now is when we can look at how these genetic signatures translate into metabolic changes within the tumor. So that's really made our intervention possible at scale. With what we know today, he says the power to beat cancer is inside each of us. What you eat while you have cancer can influence outcomes. And not just eating clean or eating lots of protein or keeping your weight up. That is not the best we have for patients. That always frustrates me. And I want all of your listeners to understand that we can and we will do better over the upcoming years. And that that type of generic advice is not the best that we should give patients. There is no way that the universe doesn't have a better truth to give us. We just have to work harder to find it. And that's what drives us to fight every day. Because he's convinced precision nutrition is a main ingredient. There's no reason why this shouldn't work in cancer. And even if we at Fife aren't the ones who are going to find it, which I hope we will be, 
I am confident that there is a nutritional intervention out there that can help stall every tumor for every patient. We believe that this can be as important, as powerful as surgery, as radiotherapy, or as traditional drugs. And not only that... Precision nutrition works in other disease states. Everything from diabetes to even some neurological diseases like epilepsy. We've seen the power of precision nutrition. Finally, if you or someone you love is battling cancer, Anan wants you to know... We are working tirelessly every single day to make sure that you get the best possible chance at getting the best possible outcome. That is all we at Five think about every day. That's the main message. It's a mantra to us. Every cancer, every patient. And with that, we've come to an end. For this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. As always, thanks to each of our guests for appearing on today's show Dr. Mandana Kamgar and Anand Parikh. I hope you've discovered something by listening to today's show, and I'm doubly hopeful that you'll join us again next time. CTSI Discovery Radio airs the third Friday of every month. Make an appointment on your calendar and join us for each episode. On behalf of the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin and all of our affiliate partners and members, I'm Brian Belmer, wishing you happier, healthier days ahead. For more information about research or to listen to the podcast of this or any of our shows on demand, please visit our website at ctsi.mcw.edu. CTSI Discovery Radio is written, produced, and hosted by Brian Belmer in collaboration with WMSE Radio. The CTSI and this program are under the direction of Dr. Reza Shakir.